This NFL coaching props and Dick Vermeil edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden Sims and giving away ten thousand dollars in MyBookie credits. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full line of premium smokable CBD. Now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you get 15% off. That's K U S H Y dreams.com, promo code SGP. Hey, everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner picks, right? Real money. Kramer salutations. What's happening. Kramer dog. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. Set my out of office. Yeah. About to head off the grid. I punched the proverbial clock. <laughs> I said, you know, what's funny the, the funny, and I, I know we have, I have a guest, but he's gonna have to wait for a second. The funny thing about times like this now is people are like congratulating other people for going on vacation, like for having the courage to take time away from the screen, to take time away from being plugged in. And on that note, speaking of computers, oh. this man is a, uh, a human computer. <laughs> Sorry about that. Joining us, uh, uh, Colby Dan, aka the Dan to Base. What's happening, Colby? Yeah, that you guys can uh, you know th- applaud me for. I just got back from Palm Springs, went out there, 120 degrees. You know, why would you go to Palm <laughs> Springs in July? That is, you're a maniac, Colby. <laughs> I went, just to I, see if I, I can if I can cut it. You know what I mean? I feel like we were just <laughs> like, having this conversation. Uh, yeah, because I had a buddy. Someone else. I, I had a buddy who was like, "Yeah, we're going camping." I'm like, "Okay, where are you going? Palm Springs." It's like, why? <laughs> But is it, are you trying to kill yourself? I mean, as a white person, my greatest fear is dehydration. Are you going to put me out, put me out in Palm Springs? I'm fucking Irish. Right. I'm just going to roast the, out the there. The pool scene is, is good. Cause no All one's right. there. You were at a hotel. Yeah. I stayed at the, uh, okay. at the Hyatt. Here's what I'll yeah. say about the but beauty still. Southern California. We have the beauty of different types of camping in the winter. You camp in the desert. Yeah. In the summer, I you camp by the beach. Look, I agree. You are you're not going to catch me camping in 120 degrees. But I just went out there to get away. Okay. You know, get look. I, the, it's like a bomb went off in that fucking town. So, Uh-oh. so you could just go to the beach. Well, you know, God, I mean, not the beach, the pool. <laughs> yeah. God willing, I, I will be set up on a on a beach for the next four days. No one will hear from me, and and perhaps you know the worst will happen. I'll get stuck there for eternity. Maybe, maybe fingers crossed. We'll get a uh, Instagram, another Instagram mm. post from Kramer. Maybe, maybe too. Maybe he'll run into Andrew luck. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't know if his backpacking trip included Catalina Island, but maybe maybe he has to come back from Europe. He's probably holed up in some hostel. He probably actually got COVID because you know sharing all those common surfaces with the other backpackers. His dad, uh, he's hanging out with his dad. They're suing Vince McMahon for his salary. A uh, quick anecdote. So we're loading up, getting some MGs for the trip. You know. Allegedly, I'm going to be bringing some. I guess they're legal now for medicinal purposes or recreational. <laughs> On the island, you better check, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, get there and tip. I go to a small, a small shop, a legit shop, but small shop. And the first time I've ever gotten there, there's there's a line, and there's a you know your classic run of the mill like Tahunga dude who's just hanging out up in Sunland, hanging out in the couch, taking up the whole couch, not wearing a mask, wearing a t-shirt about four sizes too small. <laughs> so you see, you don't just see belly button imprint. You see the whole thing. You see the whole cavern. He's wearing shorts about four <laughs> sizes too small. And he's wearing some sweet old, like a uh, hippie sandals, not, not Birkenstocks, but something else. He just looks, he looks at everyone who's got, got a mask on. Mo- everyone's being very orderly. He goes, Wow, this is a tight room. You know, cannabis cures COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And just like the bro, real gross human being. Did you tip like, him your 20%? I didn't no, no, I didn't tip him. I will say this. I didn't even tip the lady inside. I typically wow. do. As you know, I'm a generous man. Tough times. When I go to the shop, the all right, so here's the thing. First of all, if you're gonna hot make a policy of hiring hot chicks, that's fine by me. But make sure they know a little bit about the product. <laughs> if I'm going in there asking what kind of new uh, heavy hitting indica you got, you're one of the guys that you go to Hooters with, and he's we like, so, so no. what's, there, it, what's in there. your barbecue chicken sandwich? Yeah. What, no. uh, <laughs> do you no. do you brine the wings before you put them in the fryer? Okay, well, you know, run of the mill shit <laughs> wings is a little bit different than adult cannabis, Sean. Listen, I know, I know, I have to get something to pair with my cushy dreams CBD. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I've had some adventures this week. Uh, well, well, one of your adventures, Kramer. This uh-oh. is uh, we're doing. We're gonna throw out a couple NFL coaching props and then kick it to our boy, new friend of the program, legendary coach Dick Vermeil. And uh, we didn't know if this interview would ever see light because <laughs> we recorded the interview and then uh, when we go to post it, Kramer. Kramer's like, oh shit, <laughs> something happened with the computer. For I mean, Colby, look, I, I've never seen him this close to actually crying, but he was <laughs> devastated that the Dick Vermeil episode would not see the light of day. But Kramer dug yeah. deep, figured it out, recovered the audio. So the gem that is the Dick Vermeil <laughs> interview. It's only uh, ten minutes. Dick uh, has a very tight schedule. We were able to squeeze him in. And uh, it was uh, it was a really fun interview. Crowbar yeah. a bunch of uh, Eagle stuff in there, of course. And yeah, we didn't get him to cry, but uh, Colby, Colby yeah. almost yeah. the yeah. I, the Definitely. irony. Colby almost cried. Yeah. About I mean, the Dick Vermeil interview. You went for emotional. I was gonna say it was the most serious I ever saw Colby after <laughs> when he thought the audio <laughs> so ser- like I've never seen Colby jump into action so quick. Right, the first move is well, let me let. Both both Sean and Colby googling ways to recover the audio. Well, you know it's bad. Which if I've never you're seen Colby advice for me from I've, the internet. I've never. <laughs> well, and, and then you enter that that emotional like element of like, uh, all right, listen, fucktards. I, I'm aware of this. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna go back to my PhD level reading over here. I'm, I'm pa- but yeah, no, I, it was. Uh, we got it back. That's all that matters. We got it back. That's all that matters. So stay tuned. That's gonna be. 
after uh, we get through some of these fun coaching bets over at mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag, of course, the presenting sponsor of the podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Use that promo code SGP where you can play, win, and get paid up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Oh my God. And even more importantly, they are the uh, exclusive partner for mm. all our sim broadcasts doing the Madden Sims. We're doing that a tournament with all things comedy where we're giving away $10,000 in my credits. We have two more days left July 24th. We're doing the finishing up the divisional round and then July 25th championship Saturday, where we have three games back to back to back. And uh, we're going to have the AFC, NFC Championship, and Super Bowl. And we're going to work on getting you guys some Super Bowl squares because we know you are. Hashtag Dejans Only. But again, mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. Kramer, before we get into some coaching uh, prop bets that uh, my bookie has up, Dak Prescott. Oh, no. Dakota, or sorry, it's Rain. I, yeah, I keep calling dude. him Dakota Rain, but really, his first name is Rain. R A Y N E. Rain Dakota turned down the Dallas Cowboys contract offer, which included they they didn't have the exact numbers, but looking at thirty five million per year with a hundred million guaranteed. Now he's going to play in the franchise tag for thirty one million dollars. It's insane. The Cowboys, to their credit, as much as it pains me to say this, they've actually done a really good job drafting uh, some some players, yeah. but they've done a horrible job with coaching and a horrible job. Managing the cap and and this Dak deal, like, I mean, obviously I'm a homer on it, but the 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 Wentz deal looks like a goddamn steal right now because of how much uh, Jared Goff got paid. Of course, he's not in. You know, Mahomes reset the market, but when you see the Watson deal, the Dak deal, it's gonna get insane. I think Wentz is right where he should be in the Ryan Tannehill tier. Right? Oh my God, how dare you! <laughs> I'm Ryan. sorry, the Tannehill <laughs> tier. There we go. What's your thoughts on the uh, Reigns uh, turning down a hundred million guaranteed? From the perspective of the player, I like it. He's betting on himself. Why not? It's a little bit of an onions play. It's like what Kirk Cousins did. As much as we give Kirk Cousins shit, he played on that franchise tag back to back years uh, and, then, and then yeah. got paid. I mean, think about it. Quarterbacks are protected. I mean, he he's taking a risk, sure, because anytime you step on the football field, you, there's a chance you get hurt. But he's taking a pretty calculated risk to in 12 months be talking about a massive deal and with already 30 something million dollars in his pocket. So, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, he's probably, he's, he's definitely doing the right thing. And you know, the team's probably doing the right thing too. As strange as that is, cause will the market get better for Dak? Well, oh yeah, I think so. I mean, for sure. It, well, if he has a here's year, why it's bad. They just brought in an offensive guru, and this is where the part, the strategy of what the Cowboys are up to doesn't make sense. If you're bringing in a guy who's going to materially impact your offense, or so you think, then why are you not locking this guy up? Uh, maybe because you've kind of underachieved underachieved with them, man. And 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 then you've underachieved with Jason Garrett. But clearly, yeah, clearly. Regardless of where you want to put the blame, the Cowboys think it was Jason Garrett's fault. The fact that they're offering him a hundred million guaranteed to me, it, I, I don't know. You just have to get this deal done. They should have got it done last year, and now you're just going to keep kicking it down the can, and they're really going to be well, they're going to really be wrecked. L let me ask you this though: How much worse is Andy Dalton than Dak Prescott? Well, it doesn't work like he's worse. He is worse, but I'm saying if you were to look at that and say how many wins if we start it, Andy Dalton. Do you think we can still make What's the playoffs? What's his wins over replacement? Yeah. And yeah. that's an interesting point. I, I think Andy Dalton maybe a little uh, 
a little long in the tooth, but if you said to me, would you rather have a hundred million guaranteed uh, that you could spend on other players for the next three years? Or would you end Andy Dalton? Or would you rather have Dak? I don't know if Dak justifies that, the hundred million difference between him and Andy Dalton. That, that's what I was getting at. Was like I I, I agree, and, and I like Dak, Dak Prescott. I liked him at Mississippi State, but uh, Hale State. Uh, yeah, Hale State. Hale but, State. Fuck Dak. But I think a- Andy Dalton, and then uh, obviously I think Dalton might even fit better in 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 the new OC's uh, system. What's his name? Uh, from Green Bay. Uh, Fatty McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. Well, and they kept they kept Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is going to end up calling plays. That is one uh, thing they did right because it's going to keep some consistency in the offense. But they they loaded they drafted C.D. Lamb. Now they're kind of loading up on the offensive side, and they've let a couple of their big name guys go on defense. I think defense is really going to be the problem. For me, what would be the dream scenario is their offense is still pretty good. They end up going seven and nine because their defense is so horrible. Now they're in a position where they have to pay Dak to keep him, and then the salary cap goes down a little bit, and they're really uh, they're really going to be screwed. What did they go last year? Was eight, it and eight. eight and eight. So, I mean, it, I actually think Andy Dalton can take them to eight and eight, if not better. Yeah. I mean, Dalton, I don't know. It, the co- Dak is better than Dalton. Yeah. But I by agree. how much? I agree. Yeah. It's not, but I don't think it's that drastic. But, but they're, they're just being idiots about it. Cause you, if you know you have the guy, if you have the guy, lock him up as soon as you can because the quarterback market, it, it's like real estate market in Manhattan. With the exception of COVID, it doesn't it doesn't go down like it's just going to keep getting more expensive each year. And when this new CBA hits with the new TV deal, they're I yeah. mean they got to get mean, that thing done. Yeah, the best time to sign a quarterback was a year ago. Second best time right now. Don't wait on it. But Cowboys fucked up. That's cool. Carson Wentz could be on the market soon because my guy Jalen Hurts is coming for him. Oh, see now right? now Sean's going <laughs> to kick, kick you off the show. No, I mean come on, Colby. Jalen Hurts. I like Carson too, dude. I like both. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is why, I mean, just spending a second round pick on a backup quarterback, you're never going to win me over that. That's a good idea. They should have just signed Andy Dalton for three and a half million and used the second round pick. Second round pick. You can get a guy like miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, a guy who's going to play every fucking snap and actually help you win games. It depends on what you get for him. We'll see down the line. Five years from now. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I think the second round has been a key. It's it's a key. A lot of good players come out of the second oh, yeah. round. And, and you get that extra year on the I think, contract. You know, the the one side of this that I'll I think the reason the reason it's definitely a too cute move is the fact that like come on, like what are you doing? Like I, I think it's hilarious, but what like what are they? What are they go? What's the plan? I would love to hear someone say what the plan. We talking Dallas or Philly right now? Well, because normally you you take that backup and you build his stock up and you trade him for a second rounder because you drafted him in the fourth round. The you know what I mean? Like yeah. then you're you're gaining some equity. You're you're building a guy. I mean that that's the the Patriots have done this before. Uh, plenty of teams have done this before, but not drafting the guy in the second round. You're yeah, not going to build him up to a first round pick. Christian Hackenberg was a second round pick. Oh, well, the Jets have been so bad in the second well, round and over I would the actually, past two decades. I would argue <laughs> that the second round quarterback. We should do a full deep dive, but I, I dare you to find a second round quarterback. Lamar Jackson's pretty much right. He was thirty first, first right? round. Yeah, but last pick. But but, but yeah. that's because when you move up into the first round, you get that fifth year of control for the team. Yeah. That that's why teams want to trade into the back end of the first round. Um. So yeah, I, I dare you to find a second His round. Cousins, what third? I think Cousins was third. Fourth? Again, I dare you to find one. Yeah. I I think it's the land of misfit toys when it what comes to quarterback. D- what about Derek Carr? Was he second? 
Are we are we saying he's bad? Or, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Was he a second rounder? He might have been a second. Yeah. <laughs> Fresno State shout out. Somebody uh, somebody tweeted out the uh, this uh, oh, Josh Dubow. Uh, I think he's like the Raiders beat writer. Raiders versus playoff team since John Gruden returned in 2018. Oh, and 14 Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> average score 34 to 15. We got to get our shit going mentally. So wow. I think we're on to something on the Raiders <laughs> sucking and uh, maybe they just you know, won some close games. We'll Mayock see. better watch out personnel uh, problems. I know. I, I, li- I like Mayock too. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what Gruden's lasted longer than Mayock. That's for sure. Well, and that, that brings us to the next question where uh, we got some odds up on first coach fired. What do we got here? Okay, Matt uh, Patricia plus three hundred, Doug Marone plus four hundred, Adam Gase eight hundred, Dan Quinn a oh. thousand, Bill O'Brien a thousand, Anthony Lynn twenty five hundred, Matt Nagy twenty five hundred, Zach Taylor plus three thousand, Arians thirty three hundred, Vic Fangio thirty three hundred, Brian Flores thirty three hundred, Zimmer thirty three hundred. I, I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Well, I mean, I, I think you can't the chalk play of. Marone at plus four hundred is certainly tempting. Well, hold on, let's talk about this. Why? But why? Why would he still be the coach if they're going to fire him? It's like the <laughs> it's like the Dre Gruden thing. Though. The plan is yeah. clearly to suck this year. Yeah. Why are you going to fire? Like, if you kept him, like, why not just? It does seem like their their expectations are so low. I, I can't imagine they would get rid of him. So plus four hundred. You're right, Matt Patricia plus three hundred. I, I still think he's got one year left. Even though I'm not a fan, he didn't have his quarterback last year, and I think there could be some excitement to start the year with the Detroit Lions because hey, they have a quarterback that doesn't suck. Well, and well, with same with Marone with Minshew Mania taking the nation by storm, I expect the Jaguars to to make that wild card spot. Now, and <laughs> I mean, Sean, like, here's the here's the argument for Patricia. He, he starts the season against the Bears, and who knows what the Bears will be early in the season. That's a winnable game at home. That's a winnable yeah. game. They go on the road against the Packers. They always play the Packers tight, and then they go on the road against the Cardinals. This could be a team that could three and zero. They could be yeah. If I don't think they're going to be zero and three. Uh, they even have the Jags a couple weeks I later. I doubt they're three and zero so too, but they could. They could. My my po- I, I don't know if I like any of the favorites to be honest. I like Gase because it's New York. You know, it's pressure pressure city. Uh, He's and fucking weird. I, I can't imagine he's getting along well with with other people in the building. <laughs> I mean, I never liked the hire for the start. Let's talk yeah. about this. I know I've touted. Hey, the, the the Falcons could be a team that are interesting this year. I actually think they could be decent this year. They could. Yeah. They could. There's a lot of reasons why you're like, wow, that offense might might be pretty good. That, but then Sean, yes, Falcons week one, Seahawks. We yep. saw Russell Seattle, Wilson come this close or, those years or Atlanta. At, in Atlanta. See, I think they can be they they, they struggle on the road, I feel like Seahawks a little Falcons bit. at Cowboys, then they have the Bears, Packers. That is tough. Four four games to open the season. Now we know Quinn, that, that was a last ditch draft. And if this team comes out and the offense st- is just a little sluggish and the defense is completely not there again. Why is Dan Quinn not the first guy getting fired? I, I, I he was my first pick. Dan Quinn plus oh, one thousand. I stole your pick. I'm sorry. Ten to one. I, we forget last year at some point he said, uh, "Screw it," and put every coach's name in a hat and assign them to a new position to coach. Like that is the that that's something you do like at your last day at Chick Fil A as a manager, yeah. where you're just like. Fuck it, put that guy on the fryer. I'm doing the potatoes. Like it, it's the sign of a desperate man, and and you nailed it. Desperate draft, indeed. I, I think there's 
The only thing that would scare me is that it does seem like Arthur blank kind of, you know, fancies himself a class act. Maybe he doesn't fire him in the season. And one of these guys will get fired in season, but a 10 to one, I am definitely taking a shot at Dan Quinn. But just to your point uh, with gaze, he starts out at at Buffalo. Yeah. uh, Then home to the Niners at the Colts and then home to the Broncos. That that, that they're going to be Gase is my other one that I like at 800. So those are my two picks. Adam Gase plus 800. Cause again, you said it, I, I think New York, the media, the, the word is out that Adam Gase sucks. I mean, every, uh, that Ryan Tannehill contract in and of itself should be an indictment <laughs> on Adam Gase. And now you have uh you have Sam Darnold. I, I think they're just not going to let them waste another season with Sam Darnold. If they don't show some momentum early again, I, I'm still kind of cautiously optimistic on Darnold. So he may end up helping uh, Adam Gase keep his job, but eight to one, I don't mind that. Jo- our boy John Gruden 50, 50 to one, no. and there's no way he gets no. fired because his the, contract is yeah. ridiculous, right? Can yeah. I throw one more out there? Sure, Matt Nagy. Uh, maybe I just hate the Bears, but I look at this schedule, and I know I just said like Fal- they play the Lions and Falcons, so there's a little flip flop in here. But I they could definitely start own own five. They my Giants come come into town, beat them early. Wait, what's, in the season. The, what's the what's the what's go through the first five? Bears at Lions. Bears hosting the Giants, Bears at Falcons, Colts at Bears, Bucks at Bears. They have a. But I, I think they'll win too. I, 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 Matt Nagy, that one looks pretty good, especially at twenty six to one. Uh, but no one else is like. If you go down the list, no one else is like in a situation where they're even close to getting fired. Anthony Lynn is he really a guy that's getting close? I feel no. like they always hang on to, with the exception of Marty Bruce Arians. Is Bruce Arians getting fired? I feel no. like Bruce Arians is quitting before he's getting fired. Zach Taylor. And the thing with Matt Nagy, the only reason I I think he's able to get through the whole season is because of Foles, right? So I, I imagine they'd actually start Trubisky and then you know, keep him in there for a little bit and then he's got the Foles backup plan like, okay, we sucked, but it's time to bring in uh Foles. He relieves Trubisky. I think that buys him some time, but at 26 to 1, that's certainly in the mix. Yeah, I, I just don't get I, I don't Patricia's probably the right answer. Let me ask you this. But I, I don't get the Marone one. I'll be honest. Like it seems like they're aware they're going to suck. So why fire him right off the bat? Let me ask it just you. Just creates a it, weird situation. Is there any chance? And I don't think this will happen. But I just want to ask you guys this: Cliff Kingsbury, if he starts out zero and five, any chance he gets fired? No. Uh, you know, no. <laughs> I think we saw enough out of. He's uh, had no success anywhere, but no, he won't get fired <laughs> if he again has no success. Forty to one for Cliff Kingsbury. All right, uh, moving over to the coach of the year odds. Of course, I'm going to go a little chalk here. Put my boy Dougie P in there. Twenty six to one. I, I think he never. He's never You're hilarious. Got, what? He's never gotten the credit he deserves Not this year. For that for that run that they had, and he's been in the playoffs three years in a row. I, I think he's still kind of underrated as a coach. You could easily see them building a narrative that the end, and God forbid, Wentz gets hurt again. Hertz comes in, he coaches them up. I, I think there's a scenario, or everything just kind of clicks on the offensive side. They get to eleven to twelve wins at twenty six to one. I, I think I, I don't know. I, I think you could do worse as a coach of the year. What are you Col- leading, Col- Kramer? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I'm a little a. You know, is this the when when has Belichick gotten the coach of the year? I don't know if he's ever gotten it. Has he? 2010. 
Looks like he won 2007. When he wins the Super Bowl this year, he will get the coach of the year. Uh, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. They pick it based off the regular season. <laughs> he's a guy who, if they're successful, like same reason you like Cam Newton to win the MVP, I guess. Maybe Belichick's a safer bet at eight to one. But why is a guy like Mike Tomlin 27 to one? He's getting yeah. his quarterback back. Yeah. And now people are kind of like, whoa, that dude dealt with a lot with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I don't have the stats in front of me though, but when's the last time Roethlisberger went and played all 16? It doesn't I feel like matter. It's been a while. I'm right? just saying like from a per- the per- opportunity perspective, Tomlin being 27 to one seems incorrect. I like the Frank Wright play. Yeah. Again, he seems 20 to one. I, I know the, the range is pretty, pretty tight here, but you know, are, are you taking Frank Reich over uh, at 20 to one over Kingsbury and McDermott at 18 to one? You know, yeah, yes. you are. Yes. <laughs> and, and as much as I don't like, uh, you know, I think Kingsbury is kind of overrated. I don't, kind of. I don't mind him though, as coach of the yeah. year at 18 to one, because the media has already made it clear. You know, Cliff's our guy. We love cliff, but couldn't you, if they Sexy even, AF. if they get to 10 and six yeah. and the offense is clicking on, you know, firing on all cylinders, he's one of the guys that's on this list that can, I think win coach of the year without winning the division. And you can't say that a lot about these, uh, about these other coaches that's at that point. same price point. How did Ke- Matt Nagy win coach of the year? That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, cause he had, he had Mitch Tr- and maybe he deserved it. Cause he had Mitch Trubisky <laughs> and they got to the playoffs. They won the division. That All right. Year. So since bill Belichick has last one coach of the year, Jim Harbaugh, both Harbaugh's have won. Bruce Arians has won twice. Jesus. Ron Rivera has won twice. How did Arians wow. win twice? Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, and wait for it, Sean, Jason Garrett. I'll go so home and get your why, So based on that, Kingsbury's definitely gonna win, right? Uh, and and <laughs> you know, it? yeah, I mean Kingsbury's right <laughs> and, there. And for being a guy that everyone's like, mm, he's one of the greatest coaches, Sean Payton. Last time he won coach of the year, two thousand six. That's when he had Greg Williams too, right? Well, it, it, it's almost like it, it's almost speaking of which Dick Vermeil won in ninety nine. So it's almost <laughs> like a uh it really is a little bit like a uh, Oscar where I, I think they kind of just decide Hey, this is your year. We got to give him one, but then they're not going to give it to you. I think it's crazy that even some of these coaches have won twice. I, <laughs> dude, how did Belichick not win it the year they went and beat the Rams? You know what I mean? Like where everyone kind of thought they were falling off, and and I mean, dude, how many times? You mean the year that McVay won? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, right? Uh, well, they yeah, love so it. they love the young guys with the full head of hair, the nice haircut. I have some trivia for you. Sure. The last, so it, it hasn't. Bill Belichick is the last guy to do it, and Dick Vermeil before that. The but but can you name another coach who won Coach of the Year and the Super Bowl? It hasn't happened since two thousand three. I'll tell you that. Wow. And Dick Vermeil was the second time in ninety nine. But I befo- would say before that, name me one coach. I'm gonna say Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, nineteen eighty six. Hell yeah. Whew. Put it on my room. Before that, Mike Ditka, nineteen eighty-five. Oh, Before that, wow. Joe Gibbs, nineteen eighty-two. The wow. NFC East was dominant. Dude, no early eighties, just. <laughs> and then Bill Walsh and Don Shula. Like we're talking about the great one. So yeah. hilarious that we've gone seventeen years without a coach of the year winning the Super Bowl. Well, Cliff Kingsbury, maybe it's your year, man. How are you the coach <laughs> of the year? You don't bring home the trophy. Well, and and the same kind of goes for the uh, MVP. We've seen that a lot. Mahomes, uh, or no, wait, he wasn't MVP the the year they won it. Yeah, there really is something about the regular season MVP not being able to convert 
to win the Super Bowl. And that I, almost is more that makes more sense to me because like you could be a super valuable player on a team that isn't necessarily the best team. Yeah. But to be the best coach, like everyone in the NFL has talented players. It means you're doing the best coaching job, which means you're elevating those players the most. I don't know. Hasn't Belichick right. won like the AFC East like 18 of 19 <laughs> like years or something? Year. He's in the playoffs. Like, how are you not a coach of the year more he, often? He's missed the playoff once <laughs> since he last and got coached. And of they the were year. still 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 or something, and, and, and Brady was out for the year. Both Harbaugh's won. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, the fuck? Jason Garrett won. Absolutely unbelievable. And and just one more point on that, winning the MVP and not winning the Super Bowl. Cam Newton, 2015, of course, got to the Super Bowl, lost to the uh lost to the Broncos, got their ass kicked. 2016, Matty Ice wins the MVP, of course, loses in a dramatic fashion in the Super Bowl. 2017, you know who wins the MVP? Tom Brady. You know who loses the Super Bowl? Tom Brady. So and, wow. and I've, I've, I've actually used that as kind of like a backup in my head of if I'm on the fence <laughs> for the super bowl bet, Hey, who, who they have the MVP fade them, fade the MVP. Yeah, you got to fade the hardware. <laughs> Last thing I'll throw out there talking about other great coaches, Andy Reed. Last time he won coach of the year, 2002 Philadelphia Eagles. That's ridiculous. What he did with Kansas City, they were horrible. There wasn't a Herm Edwards before. The him? fact that Bill he Bel- should have got one for at least one of those Alex Smith years. Yeah. Yeah. The fact. The fact that. I mean. Anyway, let's let's move on. All right. Let's. Uh, feels like we got a bunch of stuff in there, and uh, feels like a good time to kick it over to our boy Dick Vermeil. Before we do that, want to give a shout out to Ace Per Head. Thinking about starting your own sports book? Well, you can. Ace Perhead makes it super easy to start your own online sports book. Very easy to do. Don't have to be a computer whiz like Colby. You can just uh, sign up. They get the website going for you. They give you access to the online sports book. Next thing you know, you're booking online sports action. And of course, if you use our link, slash SGP. You can get up to six weeks free. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. Joining us on the line, legendary head coach Dick Vermeil. Dick, appreciate the time. Uh, how you doing these days? I'm doing pretty good for an old man, thank you. <laughs> Stay staying active, uh, even during these uh weird times, getting out there, getting some oh, exercise. I've never had more free time to be active and doing things I should have done 10 years ago. So I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> Playing a little catch up. I know it's a great reason yeah. to get back, start exercising. Uh, you're one of the, I, I looked this up. You're the only coach who's gotten coach of the year at the high school, junior college, NCAA division one and NFL coach of the year in all four of those uh, levels of coaching. It, it, which one of those uh, areas was kind of the most enjoyable as a coach? Well, they're all enjoyable. You know, uh, I, I think as your responsibilities grow, uh, the pressures get greater and the salaries get better and the players get bigger and faster. But I'd say if I had to do all over again, I'd just soon start in pro football. <laughs> it's, <because laughs> it's all football. It's all football, you know? So that's, yeah, that's what I love the most about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and going back to uh, the pro football, of course, that that magical 1999 season, you got the Rams, St. Louis Rams, 99 season. You guys were 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. Starting quarterback Trent Green goes down in the preseason with a season-ending injury. 
what, when you saw him or, or after the game, when you realized his, his season was done, how confident were you that the team could, could get past that? Well, I, I, I would be a liar. If I said I was confident, <laughs> yeah. I knew we were good, good football team. And I thought we could continue to be a good football team uh, with uh, Kurt Warner. But, uh, you know, even with Trent, I didn't have the thought, oh, boy, we're going to be a Super Bowl team. I just thought we would be a playoff team. And then when we lost uh, Trent, I I really felt that we would play well and we would be a good football team. But I I was, you know, I I was unsure. Yeah. And, and the story of court Kurt Warner for like the younger kids listening to the show <laughs> that they're not familiar. He, he really kind of came out of nowhere. There's the, there's the tale that he was just bagging groceries, making five fifty an hour. Then he got into the arena league, NFL Europe, then made it on the Rams team only through 11 passes the year before coming into 99 and then going on that epic run. When you're in a grocery store these days, does a, does a bag boy ever try to like give you some game film? <laughs> 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 that's a good question. You know, <laughs> that's what you're talking about though, is a true story. He was working part-time bagging groceries. He was also, you know, playing in the arena league at that same time, you know, so he didn't have much money and that was a way to supplement income, but that that's all part of his heritage, you know, and that's why it was such a unique accomplishment. I don't think it had ever been done before. And I don't think it'll ever be done again. Yeah, I mean uh, the the odds are are certainly stacked against it, and uh, you've been involved. I mean, not only the Kurt Warner story, but of course, if people remember the uh, the movie Invincible, you were uh, you were the you were the coach who coached Vince Papali again, kind of a out of nowhere story. He of course uh, made the Philadelphia Eagles when he was thirty years old, kind of coming out of you know really just off the street free agent. What was that like uh, signing him and then seeing Greg Kinnear play you in the movie? Well, you know, I just saw Vince yesterday. He he's got gray hair now, but anyway, <laughs> you know, we didn't have any draft choices that first year at the Eagles or the second year, really, or third year. But anyway, uh, we needed bodies in training camp, so we have a free agent camp, and uh, lo and behold, we get about 125 people show up, and he's the best athlete in the camp. Now he hadn't played college football played high school ball and he played semi pro ball. They called I what was the Philadelphia stars or something like of some name. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, <clears throat> he was impressive. He was the fastest guy there. You could see he's an athlete. He could catch the ball. And uh, you know, when he was a Philadelphia kid, so I thought it would be good if he did make it, it'd be great. It'd be great for morale and for South Philadelphia Italians, they'd be excited. And, uh, he ended up exceeding all expectations. You know, of course, the reason they made a movie out of it is NFL films did a special on the oldest rookie to ever make an NFL football team. And that happened to be Vince Papali. It was like one of those 30 minute scenarios. And the people at uh, Disney saw it and they said, Mike, God, that'd make a great story. So they wrote a story. They wrote the book. Okay. Uh, they had me read the book and I told them, I said, you know, guys, there's a lot of thing in here. You're writing about that's not true. <laughs> they said, well, we're not, we're not, we're not doing a documentary. We're just telling them. <laughs> so they got, they got, to, that's classic Hollywood, right? They got to make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, the story was true and they did it, you know, and the movie did went way. I think the movie has gone way beyond their expectations. You know, 
Vince told me they've grossed over eight hundred million with that movie. So oh, wow. uh, you know, it, on and on and on and on and on, and people still buy it and, and look at it with their grandkids and everything because it's a good warm story and it's a true story. Facts aren't all true, but that doesn't change the story. Uh, but you know, it was exciting to see a young kid do that, and uh, we have remained friends ever since, really. Yeah. And uh, Greg Kinnear played me. I never went to one shooting. My, our oldest son, Rick Vermeer, went every day, and he would come home once in a while and say, Dad, he's got you nailed. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that year, he came to training camp because I was coaching the Chiefs now. And he came and spent two days with me at training camp and yeah, did a nice job, really a nice fellow. And, uh, you know, he's gone on to make a living, not because of that movie or that role, but uh, he's done quite well. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, you got some special coaching mojo, but you oversaw Kurt Warner, his magical story, Vince Papali, his magical story of just making the team as a 30 year old guy. And I'd be remiss as an Eagles fan, not to bring up that you were the coach for the first miracle in the Meadowlands, the, the game where it was all but over. And, and then the, uh, the, the crazy fumble return for a touchdown. Walk us through those final seconds when they were giants were trying to run the game out just by running the ball. You had to think the game was over, right? Oh yeah. I thought it was over. And we, you know, that's a bad feeling. And we weren't a very good football team yet, but we were better. That's our third year in the program. And you know, we were up there where we could maybe get to, you know, the, that year, I think we're still playing 14 games in fact, or was that the first year we played 16? I don't remember. That's so long ago, but anyway, uh, I'm standing on the sideline. In fact, I'm getting ready to take my headset off. It's starting to feel sorry for myself, you know, and all of a sudden I look up and they're not, they're not punt formation or they're not uh, a safety formation. You know, they're going to snap the ball. So I watch it. Holy mackerel. The, the ball ricochets off. Zonka's hit, but here comes Herman Edwards, picks it up, runs it in. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you coach, do you keep in touch with Herm Edwards now? Do you follow his program at Arizona State? I talked to him Sunday. Yeah, I talked to him Sunday. Yeah, yeah he's he's I done do. a he's done a great job exceeding my expectations at Arizona State, and there's a lot of reason why they, there's a a lot of a belief that they could win the Pac twelve this year. So uh, yeah. I, I'm eager to see him. <laughs> They better get to play first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, that's a that Herman's a great leader and a good coach, and uh, uh, he's doing a fine job. And, you know, and I, I've known him since he was a kid. I had uh, Eagles in nineteen seventy seven. He came with me to the Eagles, and they played the next six years for me, and uh, then went on from there. So, yeah, he's a great career, and he, re- he replaced me when I retired from the Chiefs. So, <laughs> we've got a path together. Picked up uh, right where you left off, uh, Coach. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Real, one uh, final question here: You guaranteed the Chiefs' victory in the Super Bowl. That, of course, came through. We make a lot of uh, predictions here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Do you have any sort of predictions? Assuming uh, they they are able to play the sixteen games, uh, everyone's uh, relatively safe there. Do you have any Do you have any uh, predictions for this twenty twenty NFL season? Well, you know what I do? I'm no genius. I always go with the teams that were great last year. <laughs> I mean, I always pick the two Super Bowl teams last year to come back and do it again, you know? <laughs> and that's your best bet, you know? But then, you know, like you said, we we're a hundred and something to one odds of not, you know, not going to the Super Bowl and that we went and won it. 
So you never know. Things change. But I, 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 I really think the Chiefs would be a great football team. You know, they've got a great quarterback. I think the 49ers would be a hell of a team. I, you know, I think New England will drop off just a little bit for a while. And there'll be other teams come on. And, you know, Minnesota, these kind of teams will come on. Maybe Tampa Bay. You know, you never know with Brady down there. So there's a lot, a lot of different things going on. I kind of believe Dallas will make a run. And, and the Eagles were in the playoffs last year. And I think they'll be back there again this year. Well, that's a great prediction as an Eagles fan. They're going to be in the playoffs. Maybe make that magical run again. Uh, Coach Vermeil, appreciate the time and uh, have a good day. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you for the opportunity to say hello. Bye bye. One more shout out before we close things out. Of course, want to uh, say what's up to Cushy Dreams, smokable CBD. Maybe we should send uh, Coach Vermeil some smokable CBD. Hell yeah. Trade some for some wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a wino. But yeah, it's pretty easy. All you just go, all you got to do, go to cushydreams.com, use the promo code SGP, get up to 15% off. I'm looking at these pre rolls now. They got all different kinds dream, relax, create, space, hustle. Hustle, baby. Give, give yourself a little cup of coffee, smoke that hustle CBD. You'll be firing on all cylinders. Go to cushydreams.com, promo code SGP. Really was uh, happy that I got that uh, that bag boy line in on yeah. the Dick Vermeil interview. <laughs> was sitting on that one and uh, felt pretty good to deliver to old Coach Vermeil. Oh, dude, man! I mean, that between that and Papali, this guy's probably. I was going to say that's the, a hero of Sean's. Uh, yeah, he coached the great Vince Papali. He got Vince a little Papali nervous, nervous the, there, right? Vince Papali was the reason Sean didn't quit football. <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I'm still running now. Who knows what these. Uh, COVID depleted rosters, maybe there's yeah. So you wait, hold on. I, I think I could get a roster. Can we get a special team spot? Can we get breaking news sound effect? Sure. You will scab if needed. You will uh, cross the lines. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Normally I'm pro right. pro union, but I'm also pro Philadelphia Eagles. And if for some reason there was a labor dispute that erupts from the uh, testing protocols, whatever it is, I would be willing to represent. I'm not looking to start on the team. Uh, that's uh, that would be a little high, lofty goal, but I think I could be in you know, three tight end personnel. I, I think I could be the third tight end. I'm I'm a guy who's gonna know the playbook. I'm gonna wrap up on special teams. I'm gonna run uh, wedge buster. I know wedges are illegal now, but I'd be willing to wedge bust on the <laughs> side. All right, um, here's what we need: any sort of near prospect who recently graduated from college. If you're like a pass rusher who got some sacks, preferably at the D one level, <laughs> I, I, I need to see Sean lining up against a, an edge rusher. Well, I'll get a chip block. Well, on dude, I, I was about to say, like, I know we're supposed to do this kick in Pullman, oh. but if we were to do this kick around here and you oh. make that 47 yarder, I'm going to, I'm going to be on your side and saying, I'm, I'm know, pretty fit right up, now. Man. Let's get. We need to get this you know? going. We need to get. We need to get the, the the documentary film crew as we prepare for the combine. The Pullman is is the great place to do it. Well, I know the thin air is probably going to help take you a little some, bit. I'll take some video of me on my track training for this for this kick. <laughs> yeah, bring a football out to Catalina Island. Just start start booting it into the ocean. But your football's gonna be like Wilson and Castaway. You know what I mean. The plan is to bring a football. I'll say that. All right. Well, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Make sure you uh, throw us that five star review. We got Dick Vermeil on the show. Come on, uh, is that our first Super Bowl winning coach? It is. Uh, coach of the year. Last, coach of the year. Did a lot, and uh, yeah, rare air. 
Seventeen point dog in the Rose Bowl, upset number one Ohio State. Gotta love him for that, guys. And, and we kind of hit on it, but I think Dick Vermeil's career. If you just blindly bet Dick Vermeil games and season, that it would probably have to be the biggest payday of all time. I mean, that Rams Super Bowl at like one fifty to one. That one's huge. Yeah, unbelievable. But I mean, even that even that game, uh, they were. I think the year they won it, they were dogs as well. So. Yeah, I mean, crazy. He, he's a he's a true legend, and uh, yeah, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Check us out on the gram; things are popping off. And check out Vermeil Wineries. He's oh, got a great winery up in Napa. Look at you, you know. And of course, check out Colby Dant previewing every college football team on the College Football Experience. Thank <laughs> you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. And for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Enjoy the time, Sean. Kramer, let it ride.